Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. The quality of interaction between prisoners, their partners and children strengthened following a pilot project that was carried out in Mountjoy Prison. Now, the reach-out programme involved families learning to communicate with a prison environment which allowed prisoners to begin to parent from within the walls of the prison. I don't know how you parent from within the walls of a prison, but they did anyway. Described as an inside-out approach to parenting, it included specifically designed modules on child development, enhanced communication and weekly parent-based mentoring. Research of the Reach Out Pilot Project developed by Archways on behalf of Fusion CLP, which is the Community Prison Link, showed that such programmes had produced reoffending, allegedly, breaking the cycle of intergenerational crime. And studies have shown and found that if prisoners lose contact with their children in the first three years of their sentence, re-engagement strategies with their children often prove unproductive. So the research has shown that in the absence of a strong family relationship upon uh, release, deprives the prisoner of a loving anchor which can effectively prevent reoffending. And this is according, according to Fusion CLP manager Cathy Watts. Now, early and sustained contact, she says, between the prisoner and their children in the initial phase of a jail sentence is therefore vital. And the research carried out on the pilot project showed that families are often the main source of hope for people during incarceration and the main support upon release and the primary barrier to re- repeat offending. Dr. Shaw MacDonald of Archways, who conducted the evaluation of the Reach Out programme, said there were higher degrees of personal awareness of the value of freedom to prisoners and their families and equally the impact imprisonment had on their families as a result of deepening relationships. Now, they got, kind of got us talking in the office about you know, what it's like for children to be brought to prison in order to visit a parent and whether you believe it's even a good idea. Um, I mean, look, we've had emails in the past. Uh, We did have one there last year from a mother who said that her daughter was bringing her grandchild to visit her father in jail. Now, by the way, it can be visiting women in jail too because as we know, there's about, you know, a few thousand women in the Douglas Centre as well. So it can be visiting women in jail too. But primarily we're talking about the majority of people in jail are men. And, you know, is it advisable to bring a prisoner? This mother who emailed us last year said she didn't agree with her daughter bringing her grandchild, who was only four or five, to Mountjoy Prison to visit the father. That she believed it had about, it was traumatising because the child would have to be searched on the way in. Now they try and do it, obviously, in an age-appropriate fashion. Uh, and of course, they, you know, they're very sensitive in the way they do it, but it has to be done. We've heard stories of people who bring young babies, um, two-year-olds, say, in to visit dad or mam in prison, and the baby will have their nappy removed and searched just in case they're trying to bring in drugs or weapons or whatever it happens to be. And that has to be done. It is security and it does have to be done. Remember, of course, people are in jail for a reason, that generally they can be dangerous people. So do you think there's anything wrong with bringing a child? Let's take an age group, say a five-year-old. Is there anything wrong with bringing a five-year-old into, say, some of the more hardened prisons, Cork or Mountjoy Jail, for example? Mountjoy would be the, I suppose, the ugliest of prisons. Port Leash would be pretty ugly looking as well. Um, they're not very modern prisons. Some of the Arbor Hill and some of the other ones are not quite as bad looking. They're a bit more open looking. Um, and a bit, well, I wouldn't say like hotels, but certainly some of them <laughs> treat, treat them like they're in hotels. But is there anything wrong with bringing a child into a prison like Mountjoy or Port Leash? Or do you think that's inappropriate for them? to be in that kind of environment. Let me know what you think. The number is 87 188 
Is it appropriate to bring a child, do you believe, to bring a child into prison? According to the prison service, it's a good idea. It's a good idea for the offender. It stops them reoffending. But what about the child? What about the impact that has on them to see their dad in jail? This uh, grandmother last year who emailed us said she told her daughter she would be better off saying that dad has gone away to work. Or he's gone away on a holiday. He'll be back in a couple of years. The number is 087-188-0008. That's 087-188-0008. Send us a WhatsApp voicemail or a text or whatever you like and let us know, do you believe it's appropriate, say, to bring a five-year-old into a jail like Mountjoy or Port Leash? Let me know what you think. Let me go to James. James, you're an Ireland's classic kid. How are you doing, James? Good afternoon, Nara. Good afternoon to you, James. <laughs> Good to talk to you again. Good. Well, we're all, we're all still in the land of the living. That's yes, all that matters. Just about now. Yeah. <laughs> For Hang, me, anyway. Hanging in there, James. <laughs> <laughs> One of these days you'll ring and there'll be no answer now. Ah, James, don't say that. Don't <laughs> say that to me. That would break my heart. Or oh, One of these days you'll be talking on the phone to me and you'll say, James, James, are you there? And then I'll be gone. I'll have collapsed on the floor or something. <laughs> Stop, James. <laughs> your number's up. Your time has come. James, you're well, still... Every morning I get up now and I'll thank the Lord when I see the light come in. And I say, oh, the Lord has given me another day. <laughs> James, you're not that old. <laughs> I feel it. <laughs> okay, so James. Yes. I mean, look. You're old school thinking on this. I mean, the I'm just word old <laughs> the, the, the the prisons I suppose I'm referring to would be the old Victorian style prisons like Mountjoy, Port Leash, Cork. I mean, isn't it? Do you think it's advisable to bring a child in? What sort of effect would that have on a child, a five year old, in to visit daddy or mammy in jail? Well, I suppose. Being a Christian, I'd have to have the Christian attitude that it probably is right that the, the father or mother would see their son or daughter. Now, it is important. I know myself, for example, now, if I was back and I was a young lad, and thank God my father was never in prison, but uh, if he was, I would want to see him now. I really would. I would miss him now. Mm-hmm. And uh, Yeah. But but what about the effects it's going to have on you to be brought into that environment? Because let's be clear about it. I mean, the strict security around those kind of environments. You know, children are searched, as is everybody, by the way. And that, that's obvious for, the, for obvious reasons, because people bring in illicit drugs and all sorts of things, you know, and children's nappies yes. and clothes. So they have to be searched. I mean, is that the kind of environment you really want and a child going in? And I'm not saying their father's a thug. Well, mind you, if he's in jail, he's obviously done something wrong. But, but you know, there's thugs in there and that undesirable people and la- bad language. and Yes, I, I'm, all that, yes. I, no, I don't know it's the right environment, is it? Naturally, it's not an ideal situation, but not to be pessimistic, but he may he may be, have to do it maybe many times in his life now if his father would be a career criminal now. Mm-hmm. And so, but that still doesn't mean there shouldn't be a relationship between the... The father and his daughter, father and son, or as you say, maybe the mother. Yeah. And, and if the mother's in prison, uh, it is kind of important now that uh, children see their dad. It really is. I, I think I would myself, if I was small again, I, I know myself well enough, I would want to see my father now. Mm. I would have missed him terribly if, he was, if I wasn't allowed to see him for a year or two years. Did you have a good relationship with your dad, James? Well, uh, uh, you know, when you talk about your father, you will always be talking about my family now. Oh, okay. Your father was like a copycat of my father. Right. <laughs> <laughs> He's, uh, all the things like bad language, no no bad language now. Oh, yeah, no, my father wouldn't dare use bad language. And uh, anything inappropriate on RT. Imagine how inappropriate on RT in night time now. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, you don't want to see that. Go, on, go off to bed now, go on. Off yeah. you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was he a good man? Ah, he was, he was. But he, he liked yourself. Was he like tough? your own dad, a bit fond of the alcohol now. Yeah. And uh, not the bestiness. 
Yeah. And uh, but that was the, the times were in it. But still, I was mad about him. I was not. And was he a tough man, disciplinary? Oh yes, wise? very a good, good dis- disciplinarian. But not they wouldn't belt you for no reason. Uh. Yeah, yeah. He'd, he'd keep you in line, and he had to because my mother was the complete opposite. So my mother was very, very soft now. Right. So we blagaded her left, right, and centre. Right. Uh, and the minute, of course, the key came in the door at five o'clock, the whole place turned into a monastery now. Oh, right. <laughs> there was silence immediately when he arrived. <laughs> yeah. So there was, that, a, there was a kind of healthy fear of him. Is oh, that what yeah, you're saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, healthy respect for him. But very intelligent man, very educated man now. Yeah. And uh, as I said, God Almighty. I remember actually when I was a small boy, two older brothers, and they enjoyed tormenting me now as they do. Mm. And I was a small boy, and he was going away on a fishing trip. For a week, because he was—it was a part of his life. He wasn't feeling really well. I don't know why. Now, maybe it might have been a bit of a depression or something. And his, my mother encouraged him to go away for a week for his pals to go fishing, take a break from work. And the day he was leaving, my two brothers came in to me and they said, "You know, now that dad is not coming back anymore." Oh God! And I what? <laughs> no, no, he's gone. No, he's not coming back anymore. He's, <laughs> Of course, I was about I six at the time. Kids are terrible, I, I, aren't I, I nearly dropped dead and I had the shock of it. I know. And, um, uh, of course, they were only tormenting me now. But, James, I, I was awful. I, I did some... Um, my brother, Arthur, who sadly passed away when he was 24, but I remember we were kids. He was four years younger than me. And God, I regret it to this day, but it was fun at the time. And, and we kind of laughed about it afterwards as well at the time. But I remember saying to him, we'd be going to bed. We slept in the same room, of course, and we, we were going to bed. And I'd say to him, you better get asleep. You know, you know the story tomorrow morning. And he'd go, and my brother would go, what? What's the story? I said, the bus is coming for you. <laughs> and he goes, what? what bus? I said, to bring it to our time boys' school. <laughs> because that was the threat. At the time, my father would say, if we were bold, I'm sending you to our time boys' school. Because and it just goes to show you that every parent knew what was going on in our time boys' school, right? Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. We all, well, they all knew what was going on, but it just allowed it to happen anyway because of the, of the fear of the authority. But that, and, and my brother was going, I don't want to go to our time. Well, you were bold today. He told me. He told me that the bus is coming to collect. And I'd have my poor brother shitting himself. It was terrible. <laughs> oh, children can be cruel now. Oh, I know, I know, I know. But getting back to, to visiting children in prison, I understand the benefit for the prisoner, okay, to keep that bond and relationship with their child. And I have no doubt the research is probably true that if you keep that bond with the children, there's a lower possibility of you reoffending and yeah, wanting to go back. Point, uh, yeah, okay, I get that. But have they uh, have they looked into the damage that it can do to the child to normalise prison life? Well, as I say, that's that's the, the important question as well now. But. Uh, as you said, that, that, uh, as you just said previously, there now it is important that the, he keeps that relationship. It might prevent him from wanting to go back now. If he if he if he sees his child coming in, he say, "No, this is not. This, I don't want to be bringing my child back here again." You know. Mm. And uh, but if he is left uh, without seeing the child, he might say, oh, "What's the point? I'll, I'll just carry on the way I am." And yeah. So uh, I think it probably the the benefits would outweigh the. Disadvantages now. Okay, we'll, we'll stay there for a second. Let me go to Breda as well, if I can. Breda are in Ireland's classic kids. How you doing, Breda? Hi, Niall. How are you? And before I start, can I just say condolences on your recent loss? I know you ah, had recent loss. I, thanks, I'm Niall. very thank sorry you. to hear that for you and thank all your family. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Breda, getting back to the topic, I mean, is it advisable to bring a child, we'll, we'll say even a five year old, you know, in to see mum or dad in jail? No. And I'm sorry, James, you're a much nicer person than I am because absolutely not. I think to put a child in that environment, I think would be just, would have so many psychological effects on the child down the road. I mean, imagine bringing a five-year-old in and they have to go through gates clanging shut behind them and having to be searched and maybe open their mouth to make sure there's nothing in it. And I, I just, 
I'm sorry, if somebody breaks the law and they end up in prison, you have to take the consequences that come with it. And in my book, one of the consequences is you don't get to see your children. You should have taught your children before you did what you did. There is is an argument, you know, that I suppose for the child as well, as James said, he would want to have seen his father. Um, You know, if his father had gone to jail, his father obviously didn't go to jail, but if he did because he loved him so much. And there's also that argument that it it normalises the outside life for the prisoner. And the whole idea of prison is to release people and have them not reoffend. And as James okay, makes I, the point that well, if they if they don't have a connection with their family, should they have nothing to lose? They might as well, well just commit more crimes. How many of them that have done this on have actually have not reoffended? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's I you know I, you, they're not giving me the percentages of what the actual figures are. So, like, is it a small percentage of people don't reoffend, or is it a large number? I still don't think I would let a five year old in to see a parent in jail. Mm-hmm. I mean, when they get to near twelve, I said that to Ruth. I said. They have a mind of their own and they have a good idea about what's going on. If they want to make a decision to go and see them then, then that's up to them because at least they can analyse what's going on. But I think for a young mind, I just think it would be detrimental to put a child into a position like that. It's, it's a fair point, James, because I think we take a five-year-old, for example, they wouldn't have the maturity to understand why dad is behind bars and not allowed back out again. Whereas a 12-year-old might have some level of maturity to understand that, that he's done something wrong. Yes. You know, so th- that would be very disturbing for a child. Why can't daddy come with us? Why can't he come home with us now? Yes, uh, uh, this lady is entitled to her opinion now and she makes some very good points. But as I said, um, I can only picture myself again as a small boy. And if I was given the choice, even though, you know, you at five years have to make a choice. You, does adults have to make the choice for you? But if I was given the choice, I would still want to see him now. Mm-hmm. I, I couldn't bear the idea of not seeing him for a whole year or two years. And but James, I'm not sorry to interrupt you there, but at five years of age, if you're told daddy's gone away, after a while, and it's just a sad fact of life, kids forget about it. Where, you know, if there's once there's one prominent person there in their life, if, they, if a parent dies... I've seen it happen to my cousin. She was six years of age. Her poor, my poor god, godmother passed from breast cancer. She's no recollection of her in any make, shape, or form. So, you know, I'm not being cruel when I say that, but, like, if they've got one constant person in their life and daddy's gone away somewhere, then after a while, daddy doesn't even exist anymore. Well, I wouldn't consider that a good thing. Uh, I'm, not really. saying it's, I'm not saying it's a good thing, but I'm just saying, uh, to me, that would be the lesser of the two evils than dragging the child up every week to Mount Joy Prison to be searched and everything else to see Daddy so Daddy can have five minutes of joy for, um, when he shouldn't have, if, if he taught that of his kids and his family, he shouldn't be in there in the first place. Well, uh, as I say, um, if you if you if you if, it's, if a father is in for three or four years now, mm-hmm. and if you're not going to see your child and say he's five six years old, uh, and if you're not going to see him for three or four years, he's going to be uh, eleven years. With that, those years are lost then now, and there's uh, it's going to be difficult for the young fellow to readjust if his father but, but, comes out. But to, but take on board what what Breda was saying that if you really cared about your children. There's an argument that you wouldn't have done something that would put you in a position where you would end up in jail in the first place if you if you cared that much about the relationship with your children. Yes, of course. I mean that that is a good point now, but <clears throat> one has to allow sometimes. And I'm 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 the last person to be easy on criminals. I'm not now as a conservative. I'm a law and order man, but uh, I I'm always uh, kind of. Um, bit worried when I hear children uh, being deprived of seeing their parents. I, I, I just think it's sad now. It really mm. is. 
I, I, I'd hate to be in prison myself and not be able to see one of my children. I, 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 to be to be very, very difficult now. And no, no, it would be difficult. There's no doubt it would be difficult. And Breed, I suppose there's a different attitude towards prison nowadays than there would have been, say, you know, 100 years ago. And 100 years mm. ago, you were literally in a six-foot concrete cell and, you know, a bucket in the corner and bread and water. Whereas mm. nowadays, we have a much more human, uh, humane approach to prison. And in some of the Nordic countries, they're doing experiments where they put prisoners in these prisons that are essentially like hotels. They have sky, they have pool tables, they have playstations. And one particular one is on an island where they sit out on deck chairs on the beach every day. Now, they've lost their liberty and their freedom, but they have a good life and a According to the Nordic countries, that if you treat a prisoner well, they're less likely to reoffend when they go back outside. And yes, it's been isn't that the purpose of prison? Just yeah, but but it is and it isn't. I mean, like if if there will be people that will go out and reoffend just to go back into a situation like that because they probably have a better life behind bars than they have out. Oh, I know, out, I know, out I know. of life. So you know, I I'm all for people having the basics in life, but I I think. There has to be a little bit of hardship if you've done something wrong and you end up behind Well, there bars. is hardship. You've lost your liberty. That's hardship yeah, but in an office. Yeah, but I think there should be, I, I, guess, I just don't Unless, think of course, like you're a sex offender or something, then you deserve what you get. You know what oh, I mean? well, cut it off then. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, yeah, like, you yeah. know. Um, but, I mean, it depends. I suppose, look, it depends on the level of, of the crime as well. You know, I mean, but I don't think life should be made easy for anyone that's done that's broken the law and ends up in jail. I, I don't. I mean, I'm, I'm all for them, you know, they have to have certain human rights and everything else. But I wouldn't be making life too cosy for them either. Mm. I wouldn't. Because mm. why should they? You know. I, I mean, James, would you agree with that type of approach? Because there's this argument constantly whether prison is about retribution, whether it's about rehabilitation, punishment. What is the purpose of prison? Is it, it's not really about punishment, it's about keeping people who are dangerous to society away from society, and it's also about rehabilitation. That is the main purpose, allegedly, of prison. But unfortunately, we don't seem to achieve that very much. Well, re- rehabilitation probably should be the aim now because it's very expensive keeping them in prison anyway yeah. now, as yeah. you know. 85,000 a year. Per, yes, so yeah, it's better if we can get them rehabilitated say so they won't come back. And I think uh, letting them see their children would be one of those ways that might prevent them not wanting to come to go back there. I mean, most uh, we say most, we say for example a, a, a person goes into prison and their wife is pregnant now and uh, they may not see him for probably immediately now, obviously they're not going to be taking a child in that young maybe mm-hmm. and um, then, uh, you know, he's going to say to himself, look, I'm, I can't see my child, I don't want ever this happen to me again I've heard prisoners saying that now. I've seen programs where prisoners have been interviewed and say, I, once I get out here, I never want to be away from my children again. That's the one thing they keep on, I hear them saying sometimes. OK, now. but James, it's all right saying that, and then they get out, and then they get caught back up into the road life again, and then the real offence. So, you know, it's, it's one, I can, I can say I don't want to do certain things. It doesn't mean I'm going to do it. Yes, well, of course, that's true. Yes, of course, you're right there. But as I said, uh, it really comes down to what what the child would want. Would the child want to be kept away from their father if they knew, like, uh, if they had the choice themselves? Would they want to be kept away from their dad, especially if they were fond of their father now? And uh, no, I don't think they would now. And as I said, I can only speak for myself personally. Mm-hmm. I know if I was that young again, five or six, and my father was t- had been taken away from me, I couldn't bear the idea that seeing him for two years, three years, it's been very, it's been cruel now. Okay, no, 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 and I get that. Listen, listen I've got to go into a break. Thank you very much indeed, Breda, and thank you, James. Thanks, All right. All right. Uh, okay, some of your audio, by the way, that's coming in on WhatsApp as well. I'll play uh, one or two after the break. We'll just play this one before we go into the break. 
They can if it'll play for the game. Absolutely no way is it right to bring a child into a prison. A young child would uh, have no clue what's going on and it would be, uh, it's just not a nice place for to have children in. An older child would be traumatised, um, a lasting memory like that. Very bad on their mental health. Um, in my opinion, no, it's absolutely not a place to bring a child if anyone belonging to you has been stupid enough to find themselves there, you know, just have to wait till they get out and start to rebuild relationships. Definitely not. If you've got an opinion, send us a text or a WhatsApp right now on 087 uh, Some of the comments, by the way, coming in, definitely not. It's normalising a prison for a child. It says, personally, no, but then I'm not that. I'm, in, I'm not in prison. Uh, speaking as a former child uh, who uh, visited a prison, that would be a big no, says somebody else. OK, lots and lots of Facebook messages and texts and WhatsApps coming in. Let me go to Brendan. Brendan, you're an Ireland's classic kid. How are you doing, Brendan? I don't know. I was just listening to your program there. No, I'm an ex-prisoner. I'm out of trouble. 25 years. I was in prison once, and I didn't allow uh, a visit up from uh, my son. He was a young child at the time, uh, because I didn't feel it was right. And then my experience was that when the other prisoners were getting visitors, that they'll come in in bedroom or there could be uproar in the prison or fights and stuff like that, and lads saying cruel things about their spouse. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So definitely. I, I definitely would say definitely no no visitors are all at all for any prisoner. There should never be visits. Uh, for the life of us, yeah, I give them one and went or something for a half an hour or whatever, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I've seen prisoners that are in life sentences have visited roaring crying like babies. I've seen the big men, so-called men, crying at night when the door cry, with, with closes, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So but, it's, but, it's, but what about this idea, according to the research, that it stops people from reoffending? Now, I know you didn't reoffend. You said you haven't been in trouble since. But, yeah. but by the way, can I ask you how long you were in jail for? Uh, yeah, two years. Well, okay. I got a sentence two years. I was only after 11 months. 12 okay, months. so that wasn't too bad. That wasn't too bad, yeah. I suppose. Um, yeah. I mean, people can be in prison a lot, a lot longer than that. So obviously, whatever you did course, wasn't okay. too serious. Uh, but, well, then what my deterrent then was looking at the fellas that were repeating, you know, uh, yeah. Like the life was, did I want to be doing this for the remainder of my life? Am I going to turn my life around or am I going to go back out on the sauce and, you know what I mean, get into trouble? So it was it was a decision, do you know what I mean? Like uh, for my son and then my wife, I said, it's not fair on them. And then I decided, yeah, do you know what? I'm going to stop. I'm going to turn my life around. Mm-hmm. And fair play to you, by the way. Well done to you for, for doing mm-hmm. that. And you and, and that's the purpose of prison, isn't it? To make it you is, think about yeah. what you've done wrong so you won't do it again. But but they yeah. say that family sometimes can be a reason for people to want to give up the life of crime. You know what I mean? And and seeing family, and I'm only telling you what the research says, seeing family sometimes can give them the incentive to want to get out of there and not go back again. But it could also be the incentive that they're enabling them, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, first time grand, then they've gone up the second time and they're setting up runners, clothes, uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. All this stuff. And there's so many activities in the prison now today, you know what I mean? They have their television, they have their playstations, they have best of meals, cool. You didn't have that when you were uh, there, but no. No, no, we didn't. But uh, like when we went to the toilet, we had to go in a pot in the corner of the cell. Sometimes the prison warden may leave you out, depending on what humor reason, if you have to go to the toilet. If not, you go into a newspaper and throw it out the window. All oh, right, Slap out, uh, slapping out, as they call it. Yeah, but you know, if 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 you need to do a poo or anything during the night, they, they might answer the call, so you'd have to go into a newspaper and throw it out the window. And oh, that's God. the reality of the way it was back in the 80s. You know what I mean? No, it's different to have the toilets. But that's just, you know, uh, that's just the way it was. And 
like then I suppose when I you know when you look like I know lads that I would have been in prison but that are still in and out. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Uh, uh, and 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 they don't know any better. Than and how old were you at the time, Brendan? If you don't mind me asking. I was twenty two or twenty three, I think. And when you look 24. when you look back at that part of your life now, and you could go back and talk to yourself, apart from giving yourself a slap and saying "wake up," what I mean, what led you to that point in your life where you ended up in jail? I mean, well, to be truthful, some stuff happened to me when I was younger, and I I, I got on to drink and it was okay. suppressing everything, and then the drink outgrew, outgrew me, and then I was doing wrong stuff for okay. to get it. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, um, I get you. I don't, no, um, I don't want to go into your personal life. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's all right. But, you know, and, and, and then, like I said, you know, you're better than this, man. You, you, you can do better than this, you know what I mean? And when, and you're, seeing, when you're seeing children coming in during visiting time, well, you wouldn't because you weren't down at the visiting part because you didn't have visitors. I was, I was actually because I was a trustee. So oh, okay. So we, when you're seeing children coming in, uh, you know, to the prison, and again, it's probably changed a bit now since the time you were there. I mean, were the kids bored? They did look like they wanted to be Crying, there. They didn't. They were crying, they were agitated, they were fidgety, they were screaming in the box, you know, because, like, you don't have, it's not like what you see in America, like, uh, sitting down or on, on, on the TV, sitting down facing, it, 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 you're behind the screen, you know what I mean? Right, okay. And you're talking over, and then there's some, another person next to you, and then he could have, we'd say, a wife and two or three children, you know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah. And you're trying to, you're trying to converse them with, with the person that you're with, and you can't. Yeah, Do you know what I'm saying. So it's it, like personally speaking for me, I don't think it, it helps. You know, that's my on. That's that's just for me. And yeah. again, it, it's for everybody else. But well, if they if me, they I, if they now again, I don't know what they do in this particular program. But if it was a case whereby the prisoner was allowed into say a room, a comfortable type of room, you know, and a wife could come in, say, you know, with the child, and they could have a hug, and they could have you know hold hands and talk to each other in private, you know, on an arranged visit. Do you think that would be beneficial? Maybe, because mm. they have their own space. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. The trailer, and there could be little toys there for the trailer or something. But, you know, I don't know, there'd be foreign against like, people who be saying they're in there to be punished there. And prison is not an easy place, you know what I mean? No, I know. Uh, I, don't care, I don't care about their meals or their laptops or whatever they have now. But the benefits that I, you know, for me, when I was there, there was a gym, there was school, you know, you can go back, you can educate yourself. I've known a lot of lads that were in there and, and had a fitness instructors now that came out and turned their whole lives around, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, well, that's the purpose, isn't it? The whole purpose yeah. of prison is not just yeah. about punishment. It's about rehabilitation and making sure you don't go back in again. Exactly. But I, I just, you know, I, I feel for myself. And it's all right in the trial. Like, when yeah. I came out, my, my, my little son knew me when I came out. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And how old was your son when you were in jail? He was two. Okay. Was so two. and so you, he came, when you came out, he was three. nearly four? No, he was three. Three. He was okay. just two. Okay. Yeah, so it was about 11 months, 12 months. But yeah. It's just, you know, it's, uh, I feel sorry for the kids, you know what I mean? Like, and that break, I, I does it break your heart to be away from them for a year? I'm sure it did. Oh, I did, of course. Yeah. Of course. I was getting, no, we were writing to one another, which, which was helpful enough to, for me, you know what I mean? Yeah we, yeah, we were writing letters and stuff like that, and that was good. Yeah. And then, like, I can remember one time, I was out in the, out in the court, the yard, I call it the court, you know, between the two sets of gates, and there was a little child, he must have been 18 months, too, and I can remember the prison was like, who wants that? Pointed oh. to the child, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, that's the way they treat the, the, the people up there. Okay. You know what I mean? Okay. I, I was a witness. I said this from actually. Yeah. Uh, he told me if I didn't have all my own business, he'd put me on report, you know? Yeah. But I just thought it was disgusting, you know what I mean? Well, I, I would like to think that a lot of that language or that attitude has probably changed, you know, since you've been in jail. I, I would like to think it has, because jail was a very different place when you were there, I suppose. It's true, but, like, you know, when they have. 
the authority him and you were of course, young, of course. Man, all the younger men saw him. Yeah. Yeah, this, you know what I mean, and you know. Well, well, look, thanks for sharing the story with us, uh, Brandon, and I'm and I'm glad to see you turned your life around, and I'm glad everything has worked out for you now. So, how's yeah. things now? All good now, yeah? All good, thank God. Thank All right, you know, okay. I've been off in my life. Yeah, if you, you know. can go back now, you give your you give your younger self a slap in the face and you get to wake up. <laughs> yeah. God bless you. Thank you. All right, see you, Brandon. Okay, let me go to Sarah as well. Sarah, you're in Ireland's classic kids. How you doing, Sarah? Hello. Hi, Sarah. Now your fa- your father was in jail, or still is? Is he still in jail? No, he's not. Okay, okay. But when you were five years of age? Yeah. And what what was that like for you? Can you remember? Yeah, Niall. Um, initially, I didn't say when he was sentenced, there's seven of us there. The first sentence that I can remember, um, now he had been in prison previous, mm-hmm. so when I was born. Yeah. So I, I was very close to my father. Very, I was with, I went everywhere with my father. Yeah. And next of all, I remember sleeping in the bed with my mother and there was no father. So I kept looking for my father, asking my mother. And she she was telling us he was gone working on the oil rigs. Okay. Um, but I remember pining for him. It's, so, not, it's not a bad excuse, really, is it? It's not the worst of excuses that he's gone away working on the oil rigs. No, but still, like... Mm. But did you believe? Was, did you believe her? Was, I know you were only five. No, no, there was just like a, a kind of a, an eerie, dreary feeling in the house. That like a void, yeah, like a void, yes. something missing, yeah. Yes, and no matter how young a child is, you'll still hear adults talking, or you know, you know, you just know that there's something not right. Yeah. So, um, I live in Limerick. I knew what Limerick Prison was. It's in the city centre. Yeah. And one day, then. Uh, she collected me from school early and my brother, who was younger than me, was in the pram. I remember it. I can remember it like yesterday. Her bringing me up, my mother, yeah. bringing me and my younger brother into the prison. And I remember when I see my father, I could tell you what he'd done him. Like a pair of cards that time and a pinstripe shirt. And I was, oh, I was just so delighted to see my father. Yeah. You know, but yeah. And, and I, I know, I know it's upsetting you even thinking about it now. Yeah, it is, yeah. Yeah. So. And and do you, but the fact that you remember that day so vividly and, and you remember all the details of it, of course, it obviously had a very strong impression on you. And I don't know what you thought of the building itself and, and the security gates and the, the, as somebody mentioned, the door of the gates closing well, behind you or the sound. Yeah, well, that no, I can't remember any of that. Like daunting me, to be honest. Okay, so you don't um, had it had a, you don't think it had a traumatic just, effect on you or anything like that. No, okay. no. And my father's grandmother just lived up the road from. Say she lived in Garyon. It is okay. The prison is on Mulgrave Street. That's the main street going to Garyon. That's how we were so familiar with the prison when we'd be going to, to visit be, my because you'd pass by it when you were going up to your dad's we'd pass dad's by mother. It yeah, all the time. yeah. So, like, it, what maybe is. It wasn't so daunting because we were so familiar with the building. I okay. don't know. Yeah. But I'll never forget how happy I was. And did you go you up know, and visit him often? What? Did you yeah, visit? We, uh, once a week. Then that time there was visits every Tuesday and every Saturday. I can remember it. Okay. And uh, she'd bring up, my mother bring us up, yeah, once a week. And she'd go on and visit herself. She'd so, kind of change around 
as I said, like there's seven of us, but there was only five. So you had to take turns. <laughs> yeah, you have to take I turns. Yeah. One of my uncles would come down and collect us out of school. Yeah. And we'd go up early for the, like there was a one o'clock visit, I think, and a three o'clock visit. Yeah. But and no, how, lo- how, long was he in, how long was he in jail for? Well, I was about six that time, Niall, and it must have been a good little bit of a stretch because um, my communion photo is up against the wall. Of the, I had a backdrop. I had a Victorian backdrop when no one had it. <laughs> my communion photo is up against Limerick Prison Wall. Right. So you went up to see your dad on your communion, which would have been seven or eight, yeah. Yeah, and I can remember, and to this day I have it. I'd never leave it go. That Christmas, that first Christmas, he made me a big doll's house. Mm-hmm. And when we were coming off the visit, the, the screw caught my mother and handed it out. And I have it to this day. And that's, I'm 40 now. So he made that's, that He made that in prison for he you? He made that in prison for me, yeah. That was, what, 34 years ago. And is your dad still with us? He is, yeah. Okay, and, and how is he now? Oh, he's, he's a very good man. Like, he is what you call a family man. And do you, very, do you think, do you think prison, man. do you think prison, um, I suppose, did it make him a better man? In a sense that, you know, he came out because you were going in to see him and the family were going to see him and he had so many children, of course, and a big family, that he didn't want to go back in again because of that. Well, he didn't. He would have done a bit of jail after that sentence as well. Mm, right. But so how many, I, how many times had, how many times did he go to jail? Oh, uh, uh, a couple of times, yeah. And he would have been... He would have been in the... He was in one of them schools and he was younger as well. Okay. Oh, I get you. Yeah, I get you. So he had a troubled childhood. Early teens. Yeah. He did, yeah. Okay. He did it. Apparently, he was very wild as a youngster, like, but I can't... Mm. I couldn't... As a father, he was a good man as to you. As a father, he made sure we were all educated, that none of us... Not, there's seven of us there. None of us ever done a day in jail. We all go to work. We all have lovely homes. Like, even his grandchildren... Do you know, mm-hmm. he's just, he's so good to us all, like, and, yeah. no matter, and he never wanted any of us to ever have anything, like, he would deter you from criminality, like, he was always at every, he was the one that went to every school meeting when he was there with us, do you know, and yeah. brought us to school, collected us from school, he, uh, he, like, he always wanted us to be educated, do you know, and not take And did you ever thing. talk to him about why he chose a life of crime, or why he... Why he did that, or why he committed those crimes? I don't want to know what crimes he committed. No, he's, but he's a very private man. He yeah. wouldn't kind of. But to me, look, his mother and father separated. He was young. Okay. He was he was a wild young fella. From what if I I have a son of eighteen mm-hmm. who's doing sitting, he's leaving. Sir, a very bright young fella. But apparently, he likes why like to look at him. Apparently, he's the very same as my father to look at him when my father was younger. Right. And if I met anyone that knows my father, like, say, the same age my father palled around with him when he was younger, they'd say, Jesus, he's the very same as your father, Johnny. <laughs> your father was so mad or whatever, Joe, this kind of... Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. I get you. But so, so getting back to the original point, do you think it's a good idea to bring children to see their... I do, yeah. yeah. The I mothers or fathers listen, in jail. Listen, you're doing your sentence... You're doing your sit. Well, are you going to be keeping persecuted and persecuted over and over again? You got your sentence. You're you're going in. You're going on to the land, and you're serving your sentence. Yeah. Do you know? All right. At the end of the day, is it your own prerogative? Like from what I felt as a child, as I said, I was left in limbo. I was being told that my father 
was working on oil rigs when I knew well, even at that age, that my father wasn't working on oil rigs. And I was just pining to see my father. Okay. You know, I, no, 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 no. I, I, do, I, yeah. do, I do get what you're saying. And it just kind of, no matter if, like, as I So, said, in other words, you're already getting your punishment. You're losing your liberty. You're in jail. Don't deprive six, the person oh, of their children. Six by ten. Yeah. On a, do you know what I mean? On yeah. a landing, like, you're doing your whack for what you've done. You know, like, why shouldn't you see your kids as well? Or if your kids want to... Now, sometimes some of my sisters would be saying, oh, I don't want to go up. They wouldn't want and, to go And up. that would be their prerogative, particularly if they're a bit older and they can make that choice. But listen, I'm running out of time and it's been really nice talking to you, Sarah. I give my regards to your dad and, I, and I'm happy that, he, that he's also obviously turned his life around and he's still out there. All right, keep texting, keep WhatsApping. The number's 87 188 Sarah believes it's a good idea. They've already lost their privileges. They've lost their liberty. They're in jail. Why deprive them of their children as well? But would you bring a child to visit somebody in a jail? Catherine, you're in Ireland's Classic Kids. How are you, Catherine? How you doing, Niall? How are you? Now, your brother was in prison, but in the UK. And yes. uh, and your story is slightly different. The, the fact that you had to obviously watch your parents bring his daughter over to see him yes. on a regular basis. So how, how did That's that work right. out? Um, basically, my mum and dad worked their backsides off. And then each year, instead, like before that, we would have all gone on holidays down to Wexford and stuff like that. But then when he went inside, um, number one, my mum and dad didn't have a phone at the time, so they used to have to go across to the neighbour's house, okay. you know, to have any kind of communication with them. That's actually how they found out he was in prison. Our neighbour came across and... Can I ask you how long he was in prison for, or how long did he get sentenced for? It was a life prison oh, sentence okay. in the pretty UK. Ser- serious crime, so? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And... Uh, he did turn his life around to a certain extent. Now, I have absolutely no contact with him. I could never forgive him for what he did to my parents because I saw, like, I was a real daddy's girl. I was saying it to the lady before, uh, that yeah. I spoke to beforehand. And, like, I could assimilate with that last lady that spoke because my dad was in the army. And he would have been gone away, you know. Quite a lot, stretches. yes. Yeah. He went to Cyprus and the Congo and I was too young for the Congo. But I do remember then him like doing the FCA training because it meant more money. Mm-hmm. I know I shouldn't say FCA. There's something else now. Yeah. I get killed. <laughs> yeah. But... Um, they he, was, he was a good man and, and you were a daddy's girl. And this, you believe this kind of consumed his time then? And it broke my father. It yeah. actually broke my father. And I really think, like, from, you know, he used to be writing letters and he'd be putting money into them. And it meant my mum was working extra. Now, she lived to be a great age, thank mm. God. Yeah. But, like, it took him early. He had a stroke and then another and another. And you believe it was the stress, the stress of all the the anxiety and everything. Yes, absolutely. And um, it used to be heartbreaking, absolutely Mm -hmm. heartbreaking to see the effects of them. You know, when they would be getting ready to go, the stress that would build up in the house. Yes. And then when they would come back and even his daughter, like she was quite young at the time. I think they started bringing her over when she was only about four-ish. Okay. And, like, 
sadly she has passed away as well. Um, My gosh, an awful lot of tragedy there, isn't there? In that, in that. Oh yeah, yes. we won't go there. It's the same. No, no, and I, but, I, don't, I don't um, go to your personal life, but a lot of tragedy. But, not at all. No, no. But you're so, fine. so do you believe it was of any benefit to her when she was that young? Not if at you can all. remember back, not at all, and certainly no benefit to my parents. Of clearly not. No. Quite. Quite often, like, I mean, he could do the Egon Rene of the British prison system. Yeah. And he met quite a few of the, what would you call it, the well-known characters mm-hmm. whilst inside. Yeah. And, um, I mean, it just used to be, like, I went to see him once. Well, which prison was he in, by the way? Can you, can you remember? <laughs> Which wasn't a unit. <laughs> oh, he was in a few of them. He was moved from prison to prison, right? Okay, that made it even more yeah, difficult for your parents, obviously. Yeah, and I remember one of the times it was the Isle of Wight. Okay. So they were travelling from North London, where my family were living, you know, some of my sisters and that. Um, and then they would, they got the ferry over, got to the prison, and because he had misbehaved for some reason or other, drugs. Predominantly, and um, like couldn't go, couldn't see him because he had misbehaved, knowing that they were going to go and see him. A waste of a journey. Yeah, yeah. And and your parents would be, of course. In those days, they would have had to save up to go on those journeys. You know what I mean? My mother used to get a loan from the credit union. Yeah. And then spend the rest of the time paying it back, working three jobs. And my father then doing all the extra hours. And I was saying it there earlier, like, cause I used to be in the bed and I'd be singing. I was always one of these children that, you know, was difficult to get to go to sleep. And mm-hmm. it was that I used to be fretting so much because one of the times when dad was away, my uncle died. And my, my dad then was, you know, he was... Mm-hmm kind of like gone up in the ranks and whatever. So he would have been um, first out, last back. I, I do get you. And you know what? It's an intriguing story, Catherine. And I understand the, the damaging effect it had throughout your whole family and, and the torment it must have caused them at the time. Sadly, I'm running out of time and I have to go into the news. So I have to cut you a little bit short, which really breaks my heart yeah. to do that because it's an int- intriguing and interesting story. And one that I suppose is completely relevant to what we're talking about today and how the damaging effects it can have to bring a child to prison to see somebody. But listen, thank you for sharing it with us, Catherine. All right. And have a Not good day. All right. Father, you're more than welcome. Have you too. All right. There you go. There's Catherine, whose brother was in prison in jail in the UK and her parents obviously went into a lot of trouble to make sure his daughter got to see him and it didn't benefit her or him in any shape or fashion but look different strokes different folks Real people Real opinions Real talk radio The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show